Good evening, bienvenue, welcome, willkommen, whatever else there is. It is Hello. the night before Valentine's Day. Love you, Shadow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How did you bring that into this? <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring us down for a notch. Uh, yes, it's our League of Ireland special. We've plenty coming on. It is the 13th of February here and Lippy Sounds 96.4 FM. It's a minute past nine. Myself and Roy are here. Tell me what is coming up. Well, an all League of Ireland show tonight. So I know. St. Pat's Dara Markey, he's coming on to the show. We are going to discuss uh, how pre-season went and how optimistic he is because there's been a few changes in St. Pat's this year. I love his picture on his, uh, on, on, that you put up on Instagram. It's like he's getting his Holy Communion. Yeah, what's with the hand? I, I, don't, don't, I, <laughs> I, I did notice that. I, I'm not sure. First thing, as soon as I've seen him, I went, is he getting <laughs> communion? <laughs> he, your, your man must have told him. The photographer must have told him to do it. Anyhow. <laughs> Yes, and we have Nathan Doyle, who is from thebigkickoff.com, yeah. a new League of Ireland writer, and he is going to come on and review the League of Ireland and also, of course, talk about some of the stories that are surrounding the league, just as we're about to start. And you had a little weekend away in Liverpool last weekend? Oh, brilliant weekend. We went away. Um, I'm going to cough, so hold on. <coughs> Bless you. I apologise. We had a great weekend away in Liverpool. We went and seen Everton and... Crystal Palace, yeah. a, a fairly interesting game. And when you're looking at the game, different players that you don't think are making an impact are really making a great impact. Yeah. Morgan Schneider and uh, MacArthur for Crystal Palace. But the kids went away. We played against the Liverpool schools teams over there and, my God, they were so up for it. It was unbelievable. Mm. This was this was like them playing Liverpool on a yeah. Champions League night, yeah. you know. So they were so up for it. But it's all about them. They, they, it's about them enjoying themselves, bonding and getting to know each other. So all that was done and it got a little bit choppy on the way home. But uh, you made it. Kira blew a bit of a storm, but I think we missed the worst of her. So. And Dennis is on the way. Dennis is on it, but I think he's only passing by a little oh, brush. Yeah, I, I think he's tapping us on the shoulder. So. No, that's great. Um, so, so yeah, that's all coming up. We're going to have Dara coming up after our first song, which is... It's Join Me In The Pines, and I really hope this is she steps into the light. It says it is, but there's two on the album, and I don't think there is two on the album. So let's Ooh. see. Welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Well, the big kickoff for the Electricity League is almost upon us. And one club that are going to be very interesting this season are St. Pat's. With a large cull of players and an influx of new players, St. Pat's are kind of an unknown this year. But this is Stephen O'Donnell's first pre-season, so only time will tell. Joining us on the line is... Dara McMarkey from uh, obviously St. Pat's, who has established himself as a, a bit of a regular now. Dara, welcome to the big kickoff. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. No problem. Listen, Dara, last time we had you on, we were kind of slagging you a bit about your goal scoring record. Uh, how do you assess it now? <laughs> ah, still it's still amazing working on, to be fair. Uh, I've got a goal there in pre season the other day, so uh, hopefully it's, it's the start now of more goals to come this year. What do you what do you work on? How do you work on, on is it just getting into the box more or Yeah, I suppose it's a bit of everything really. Movement in the box, getting into good areas, good shooting areas, and then ultimately when you get into them positions, just putting the ball in the net, which is probably the hardest thing to do in football as they say. So it's a combination of a lot of things and um uh, yeah, a lot, it's it's a lot to work on but hopefully good things come. We we had the picture up of uh, from from the from your club pictures. I think it is. Um, it looks like you're getting communion. What's what was that? What was the hand thing all about? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not me. That's uh, the photographer orders these poses, you know. So <laughs> that wasn't up to me for sure. <laughs> uh, listen, pre-season has been. Uh, done and dusted I suppose and it's Stephen O'Donnell's first pre-season how did you get on personally and how did it compare to Harry Kenny's uh, yeah it's been uh, it's been a long pre-season to be fair it's been it's been tough like a lot of fitness work Stephen wants us to be the fittest team in the league I suppose um, kind of like Dundalk has been over the last few years trying to 
kind of set the benchmark they did. So I suppose Stephen kind of based on that, I suppose, and we've had double sessions, I suppose, nearly every day. Um, so it was a lot of running. Um, to be fair, it's, it's, pre-season's tough every year. Um, Harry last year as well. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's probably been tougher running-wise, fitness-wise, stuff like that. Um, on the pitch, it's gone well. Uh, I suppose this one last year, uh, I was just coming back from broken foot. So pre-season was anonymous, really, for me last year. Um, I was going into the new season without much of a pre-season at all. So, um, yeah, this season's been a lot more positive. A lot of game time. I think I'm going in match fit now, so uh, it's probably the fittest I've been, to be fair. So, yeah, um, really good at the minute. Great. Now, there's players who've left the squad. Probably Connor Clifford was the surprise and one, and new players have been brought in. I suppose another surprise one is Robbie Benson. What will you miss about the players that have gone and what can the new players offer? Yeah, obviously, like, we had lots of good players there last year as well. Um, just, it, I suppose, it didn't work out for one reason or another. Um, they're all great lads, so of course they'll be missed. Like, good lads off the pitch as well, good mates. Um, but I suppose the lads who come in, really good quality. Um, Stephen obviously knows what he wants on the pitch. Robbie's brilliant midfielder. Um, a few lads have come from abroad as well, look really good as well. So, um, yeah, I suppose just now, like building chemistry with all of us off the pitch as well. We, we were down in Cork, um, building good like camaraderie, I suppose. And uh, that helps a lot when you go onto the pitch. Um, and hopefully it stands in good stead now for us this season. Uh, obviously, you said a couple of lads coming from abroad. I'd seen a guy called Ollie Younger was kind of announced today. Have you got a chance to have a look at him yet? Or is he literally just um, he's, brand new? He's been, he's been trying on the last two days, yeah. So it's, it's, it's early to judge. You can't really judge mm. on training. It's just five sides and stuff like that. But from what we've seen, it looks really good player. Um, so yeah, hopefully, like we we probably had didn't have too many centre backs um, <laughs> beforehand. So yeah, uh, great to get another another one in, and hopefully he's he's just as good as the likes of Lee Desmond, Luke McNally, a young fella who's just came from Drawdown Long mm. back to Pats, and he's had a great year as well. So he's flying at the minute. So uh, a lot of competition at centre back now as well, which is always good. And then Billy King, he's come from Scotland. There's a few kind of good words coming out from a couple of the different uh, media outlets over the last few days about him out on the wing. How's yeah, he been so he far? He's, he's very sharp, Billy is. Um, can be a player, score a few goals in pre-season as well. Um, he, he's had a good good career so far as well, to be fair, over in Scotland. So um, hopefully he's going to be really good for us. It's, it's exciting, yeah, so... I enjoy playing with him as well. He's a good, uh, good player to play with, good relationship on the pitch. So um, hopefully he has a good season for us now, yeah. Yeah, it kind of looks like Rovers and Dundalk, they are getting the best of the league. And the other teams, are, are I think Derry as well, are, are, they've been looking to get players outside to try and catch up. Mm. Is that how it seems? Or what What, what yeah, does be the maybe, talk? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, I suppose it's a bit of a gamble when, when you're looking abroad, but um, I know Stephen went across and looked at these players, so um, same with the likes of Derry, I'm sure, as well. Uh, even Bowles last year, I suppose, they they got yeah. a lot of players back from abroad, and like that, that paid dividends for them last year. So, yeah, I suppose uh, you could be forced to do that at times when you haven't got the the same attraction that the likes of Rovers and Dundalk would so mm. hopefully it pays, pays dividends like it, like it did for Bowles last year does for us Take Pat's players out of the question who do you think is the best signing in the league for pre-season? Um, best signing? Put me on the spot a bit here <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought you'd do your homework <laughs> I'm not sure to be fair I'm not sure um, Liam Scales great player for Rovers um, he played he was, he was excellent wasn't he for for UCD and, yeah, and you expected player, him to make yeah, that brilliant. step up yeah, yeah. So, so. Uh, JJ Looney for Bowles great player 
Dom Dock a few from abroad as well. That's right. That's right. And there was talk about them. Yeah, there was talk about them doing that for Europe, weren't they? To try and make that step on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how how they all fare out at their new clubs. But um, yeah, interesting times ahead as always. uh, The first day of the season. So yeah, we'll see how everyone gets on. Well, you can only tell by the first day of the season. Listen, you played under nineteen football at St Pat's. What do you make of the under thirteen and under fifteen leagues? And do you think under thirteen is too young for League of Ireland clubs to have a league, or is it something that you would have loved to have played in? Uh, probably to be fair, when I was thirteen, I'd love to love, would love to be playing for St Pat's. You know, um, just the name, really. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Playing at, for a League of Ireland club at that age is obviously great for the young kids. At the same time, like it's. It's hard on the schoolboy clubs, I think, who who obviously invested a lot in in like facilities and stuff like that as well. So, like I I spent a lot a lot of time at Cherry Orchard when I was schoolboy, and like you you look at it now, and it's obviously they haven't they wouldn't have the talents that they used to have mm. at their schoolboy teams. But I suppose in a way, it's just more professional. To be honest, just having a pathway there from under 13 up like if you look abroad and stuff like that it's, I'd say it's the same so uh, like there's two sides so I think um, like it's harsh on the schoolboy clubs but at the same time it's it's just about being on the same level as um, countries abroad I suppose yeah yeah no and have you have you, have you seen any of those games from any of the underage teams have you seen, has anyone any players stood out uh, that you've seen to be honest no I, I wouldn't have seen 13 15 I know Bermo does a bit of coaching to be honest yeah uh, with us but I, I've got I've seen a bit of the 19s and I love I, I love uh, going out and seeing them kind of games and uh, finals and stuff like that but so other than that I wouldn't have seen a whole lot yeah, I mean, we we do have talent come through, whether it's with Cherry Orchard or with St. Pat's, there is players there all the time, isn't there, coming through, so yeah, yeah, there has to be yeah. some positivity to that. Listen, Jack Bourne, he got all the praise he's deserved last year, and Shamrock Rovers' best bit of business might very well be keeping uh, his services. Being on the pitch with him, Dara, how good is he and how influential is he to that Rovers team? Uh, he's, he's brilliant, yeah, he's, he's technically so good, like, and... Uh, um, He's a leader, I suppose, as well. For Rovers, he's he's a good talker on the pitch too. So it's a bit of both, really. On the ball, he's he's very hard to tackle. He scores goals, gets assists, and as well as that, like the players obviously look up to him because he's he, he knows what to say at, at the right times on the pitch as well. So yeah, really effective. Um, and just a quick one back on yourselves. I know Alan Matthews is in there in relation to the whole till Stephen gets the pro license. Is he kind of more helping out in the background for the likes of Stephen, or does he be involved with you guys at all? He does. He just be up training with us, yeah, and he does a bit of coaching and pulls players to the side and has a chat and stuff like that. Mm. Like he tells us what we could improve on and stuff like that. Like he, I think he has helped Stephen as well with with transfers as well and stuff yeah. in the background but um, he's certainly doing his bit as well at trying both sides I suppose he's doing, he's doing a good job mm, there's a good balance anyway and Stephen's still running the show anyway and I'm sure that's clear yeah, to you guys definitely yeah yeah okay right we've a not a new game, but we're gonna we're gonna get you to predictions. We we've got a new uh, the big kickoff dot com's the new website we have, and we have a new writer Nathan Doyle. He is uh, he's on the show after you tonight. Um, okay. Nathan is going to predict the scores of the games, and you're going to predict the scores of the games. We're going to see if Darren Markey has it uh, has it in the head as, as well as the feet. <laughs> All right, so give us a uh, we go with your first game, St Pat's Waterford. Uh, give us uh, who you think is going to win and the scoreline. Pat's here, don't you? Sure. You have to because if he didn't, <laughs> <laughs> you're hitting play. So 1 0 Waterford, yeah? Um, I, I think it'll be a tough game. Uh, first game of the season and all that, but uh, all going well. We get a few goals and hopefully 2 0 win, anyways. 2 0. Dundalk, Derry. Dundalk, Derry. You sat in Dundalk? 
That's in Dundalk, yeah. I'd say... 2-1 on dark. 2-1 on dark. And the thing about the first game of the season, everyone believes they can do brilliant. <laughs> so even the teams that you probably know. Completely unknown as well. Yeah, like yeah. That's it. And players it, and stuff like that. So yeah, so you don't know if they're going to click. or. Yeah. Uh, Cork versus Shelbourne. Cork or home? I'm going to say, I'm going to go Cork. 2-1 oh. two, two again, Cork. Okay. Um and they've had a couple of new signings there today as well, so it'll be yeah. interesting to see how they yeah. go on. Uh, Finn Harps versus Sligo. One off. One off. And not, not far to travel for Sligo on that one. And of course, then the riot <laughs> that is <laughs> Bohemians versus Shamrock Rovers, Saturday, two o'clock, isn't it? So um, it'd be a great game to go and see. What you, what's your thoughts yeah. on that one? It's on telly, isn't it? It's on That's telly, true, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll be watching that. Um, that's a really tough one. I might go for both, to be honest. Ooh, yeah. I like where this is going. You're after making Dave a happy man. Dave's a Bowes fan. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't be going too far astray there. It seems they do have the kind of the the, the run of them over yeah. the last couple of years. So yeah, give us a score. Pass results, I'd say, yeah, definitely. Go one nil. Uh, I'd, I'd say there'll be only a goal in it. I'd say go for 1-0. 1-0, Bowes. Okay, we started with a goal-scoring question. We'll ask you the same goal-scoring question. What's your target? What are you going for? <laughs> for the season? For the season. <laughs> oh, I don't know, to be honest. I haven't really set a target. Okay, uh, I'll set you a target. How about that? You set me a target. Okay. Mid, midfield player, you should be getting at least between... I'll be, I'll be generous and say between five and ten goals alright yeah, so yeah, that's your target and uh, if not then you have to run around Luke and uh, with Dave <laughs> don't worry it won't be for long <laughs> listen Dara you're a star thanks very much for coming on and, and listen best of luck for the season cheers thanks very much take it easy take it easy good luck thank you now we just keep going for a split second because there's a lot of buttons to press at the same time and I don't want to panic and try and get them on then there's dead air so I'm going to go to an ad we're going to come back with Nathan who's had a, a little bit of a preview on our bigkickoff.com website he's obviously going to go through the runners and riders and some of his predictions and uh, that's coming up after the break You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM And welcome back to the big kickoff here on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM on the line, well, we have the BigKickoff.com's newest writer, League of Ireland writer, Nathan Doyle. Nathan, how are you? Hey, lads. How are you? Great. Hey. Brilliant, Nathan. Great to have you on. Um, oh, great to be on, lads. That's great. great. Uh, and, and we're on the eve of a new Airtricity League of Ireland season at the Premier Division. Anyhow, we'll go into the, the first division a little later on. Are you excited? Oh, it's like Christmas Eve. I cannot wait to get going. <laughs> it's uh, honestly for a League of Ireland fan, this is. I, I, I won't sleep tonight. I'll be in work tomorrow, just dying to get going. I cannot wait. So when you say League of Ireland fan, I always get a bit nervy because I love my League <laughs> of Ireland and I like my Premier League. But you're one of these who are look anyone who's a bit too fanatical about English football. Do you get a little bit uppity and no, look down a bit? Are you alright? No, I'm, I'm not a football hipster. I do like the, <laughs> the English football. See what happens. <laughs> Because we did a little segment there a couple of weeks ago, we were like the most annoying fans, and I were like, no, they're all the same. And then by the end of it, we were actually, no, those pretentious League of Ireland fans, they're the worst. Come here, do you know what? I sit with them, I hear them in the pub, and they are the worst. I, I will agree with you on that one, they are the worst. So who is your uh, allegiance to now, my man? Oh, St. Pat's. St. Pat's now since about 2003 was my fourth game. Yeah. So over 15 years now, I'm a, been a loyal Pat's fan. Well, will we start with St. Pat's then? Because there, yeah, ha- there has been no a bit of a cull there. There's been a lot of players <laughs> taken away and, and obviously they have to be replaced. So that's going to be... It's a bit of a... If you want to refer it to England, a bit of an Aston Villa where there's too many players coming in and maybe it's going to upset the start of the season. Or could it be a good thing? I think... Um it's not a worry for me, but a lot of the signings they brought in have been imports from Scotland and England. Mm. You have the likes of Dan Ward, Billy Kane, Martin Rennie, and um, the record of these sort of lads coming into the league isn't fantastic, but 
the, the, the ability is there. I know we can't take him with stock in pre-season. Yeah. But I've seen these lads in pre-season, and some of them, they have a bit about them. They really do. Who stood out for you? For me, I enjoyed watching Dan Ward play. He went about his business very quietly. He's a, he's a central midfielder, and just from what he's seen, he wasn't afraid to sit back when he needed to sit back. But with the ball at his feet, he was comfortable going forward. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on now in the league. Darren Markey was on just before you and he was talking about Billy King who he seems to be have a bit of hopes for. What did you make of him? Yeah, very exciting. Very tricky and plenty of pace. Um, I think coming into this year a lot of the teams do have a younger squad Yeah. Mm. and I think he might be able to to put it up against some of the younger fullbacks in the league and I think it'll be interesting, a very interesting test for him now to be honest. Now, of course, Robbie Benson is an, an absolute great sign. And Excellent sign. So, yeah, sign of the season for me, to be honest. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not being biased there. I, I really do. Of course. <laughs> I really think. I swear. <laughs> so, you've seen, you've seen them play. What's, what's the style? The style is um, a very possession-based style, which is what Stephen O'Donnell's obviously enjoyed as a player. Yeah. Especially at Dundalk. Um, with my worry is, and I hope it's not um, a lot of possession that he don't go anywhere with. Yeah. And I think we got a lot of that under Liam Buckley. He was a fantastic manager. But a lot of games, he, had, he probably had 70% of the ball. Yeah. But three shots. Yeah, Buckley's teams so, were always pretty to watch, weren't they? Yeah, great to watch. But sometimes the end product yeah. isn't, isn't great, you know. And I think that needs to be the big difference with this sort of possession play. We leave Pats there and we'll come back to them. Someone I'm always very fascinated by is Finn Harps because they're always up and they're always down and it's always a struggle and they didn't really well again to stay in the league. Are they going to struggle this year? I think they are going to struggle. I think um, I think this could be the one where they go. And it, it, it hurts me to say that because I do enjoy Finn Harps. Mm. I think they're very gritty. They're very determined. They have a fantastic manager in Ollie Hogan who has done wonders with the facilities and the budget that he has there. And sure, they do. And it's a, it's, it's, it doesn't seem to be any sign of the new stadium that they were, that they've been, I suppose it's been going on a long time now and, and it's, the project stopped on a couple of occasions, but there's there's nothing new up there about that. Have you heard anything about it? Nothing at all, really. The last I heard is that there was words of them uh, leaving Bally Buffet, which oh. wouldn't wouldn't be ideal, you know, like nobody wants to leave the home base. No. No, 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 you're right, you're true. Shelburne. Shelburne are interesting because Shelburne were, obviously, when you came into watching League of Ireland football, they were probably a power. Now, they've kind of revitalised themselves again and it's actually good to see the Shelburne shirt back in, back in the uh, the lineup. It is, isn't it? What do you make of uh, Shelburne's chances and the signings that they've made, actually? Uh, the, the last time they were in the league, I think it was about five or six years ago, and even before that, they were sort of they were up a little bit and they were down. I think they'll be okay this season. I mm. really do. I think they could even find themselves in, in a mid-table position, to be honest. Mm. Um, they've had a couple of good players there last year and they kept a hold of them. The likes of uh, Alex O'Hanlon, who had a fantastic season last season. Mm. And um, Kieran Kilduff was there too. I think he got 12 goals last season. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice, nice return. But they've also signed uh, Carl Shepard, who I think is, is a very good, a very good, sign, a very smart sign too. His yeah. record up in the, in the Premier Division is very good. Yeah, and it's it's, and it, it's a very interesting move, isn't it, for him yeah. himself? You know, but it's, definitely. And if he can link up, if he can link up with Kilduff, I think that could be the real make or break. Like if they them two guys can get your goals, that will keep them up. And I think that's what's key about it as, as well, because strikers in the Premier League and just Irish football in general I used to do is look at the international side they are gold dust and if he can get remotely around 12 or even a little bit more out of that yeah Shelburne should be safe because strikers oh, are they're very hard to get 100% especially like and he got uh, Shepard in early which mm. was vital mm. because as the window goes on you know yourself the wind, yeah. like the group of players get smaller and smaller mm. so that was very important too for, for Shelburne and they also got this lad, um, Gary Deegan, in from yeah. uh, from Cambridge, which I think is again was a great signing. Mm, interesting. He's totally too, but he could be the common influence on the team that is needed in the, in the more tougher games. You know, yeah. it comes to, to grinding out results. Yeah, yeah definitely think they're going to be that awkward side this year that people probably won't fancy playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, especially Talca Park would be a tough place to go. 
yeah. Sligo Rovers they've lost a couple of players and they're leading goal scorer as well uh, Romeo, was it Romeo Parks yeah uh, Romeo Parks yeah have they replaced him no they haven't quite frankly and um, last season yeah, Parks was up with Ronan Coughlin up top yeah. who isn't a goal scorer he does his best work out in the out in the, way, out, out in the left hand side we got a couple of goals last season. I think he got about seven or eight, which isn't a bad return. Yeah. Isn't a bad return by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, and you also have Ronan Murray, who was there, and he just hasn't got going for Sligo at all since the sign-up. Mm. He really hasn't. So I'd worry about him on that front. Yeah. And we got the lad, Will Seymour, in. Um, again, he's another guy that he got in from abroad. I just don't see where the goals and where the creativity is going to come from from the Sligo team. Yeah, and if, if goals... Goals win games, and if you're not, if you don't have a goal scorer, if you look at, I know, and I always reference over in England because you'll see some of the Southampton for years upon years. I remember Matt Letizia yeah. in their team; they didn't have him, they were gone. And I'd, I'd actually worry for Sligo, and I know that you've tipped Finn Harps probably to go down, but Finn Harps have a bit of steel about them, and you just wonder now will ha- will Sligo have the steel now if they don't have the goals because they're. It's it's easy to uh, to lose games if you're not scoring goals and then everything sort of drops and fades. Now Waterford, yeah, it's you know yeah. I don't know what to make of Waterford yeah. to tell you the truth. Yeah, uh, I know Michael right. O'Connor returns to them, um, so well, and Graham Cummins, Graham Cummins. yeah. Mm. So there's that's a, there's a bit of experience there, so that that's great. What about around them? Around them because. Um, they, when the window first opened, a lot of players left Waterford. Like, a lot. We have Shane Duggan left, Rory Feely left. He was the player of the season last year. Mm-hmm. Corey Galvin. A lot of lads left. So, they still haven't overly replaced them. Yes, they got in uh, O'Connor, like you said, and they got in Grant Cummins. And around them, to provide the, the ball to them, there's nobody really that they replaced them with. Yeah. You got Kevin O'Connor, who, had a, who obviously played with Cork City not too long ago. But yeah. I, I just I, I don't think that's enough to to really justify that they replaced the lads that they lost. Yeah, uh, another team that lost a couple of players, but they uh, they have brought in some is Derry City. It's, it, it, it's an interesting one because they have brought in some decent players. Uh, what do we what do we make of them this year? Um, I think unlike a lot of people, they have replaced the guys they lost. Yeah, they mm-hmm. lost um, Junior, who was I believe he was the, actually the top goal scorer of the league last season. Yeah. Mm. And they lost uh, David Parkhouse, who also provided a lot of goals. But they got um, Figure River in off um, off Waterford, who is a goal scorer too. And they also got Connor Clifford and uh, Connor McCormick in, yeah. who will provide the assist and who will get the ball moving up top. Yeah, yeah. So I think they have replaced uh, a lot of the guys that they have lost. And they've, they've, to be honest with you, I think they've shown some real ambition in this um, in this transfer window. Yeah, and you've made the prediction that they could be the best of the rest yeah. behind Dundalk and Rovers. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be a bit of a dogfight between themselves and uh, Bohemians to yeah. to really be the best of the rest. I think Pats will be there, there and thereabouts, but I think them two now will be the real ones pushing on yeah. to break to break into that top two. Cork City, how the mighty have fallen, but. Again today and uh, no. two bold loan signings from Arsenal and yeah. QPR. So uh, we don't know. It's a wait and see, isn't it? Yeah, you, it, that it, the Arsenal lad Joseph Olowu, he's played predominantly for the under twenty threes this season. So he's saying all the right things. It's a step up in senior football. Blah 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 blah. And then uh, Deshane Dalling from QPR. I think he made an appearance in the FA Cup this year. Mm-hmm. Something a bit similar. Uh, if they come out with the right attitude and treat it as a springboard to try and get back in, great. But you just don't know with some of these guys that come over, as as, as Nathan has said already. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of Cork's chances? Obviously, you think they're going to struggle, but how bad could it get? How good could it be? I think it'll be between themselves and Sligo Rovers for the um, the playoffs, the relegation playoffs. Right. right. I think they have, a, they have a good manager. Neil Fern is a good manager. Now, he struggled last season when he came in. Mm. Um, but it was only a, he had a short time, a limited time frame to work with. So I think that he will try and put his own his own stamp on the team. Yeah, and I think they'd be they'd be completely a polar opposite to the John Caulfield team of last season. Yeah, but I yeah. think that might be the downfall. If I'm honest, really? because Fan will, will try and play an open attacking game, and I think this if they might get caught out 
is if they go with that game, like they brought in they brought in uh, King Coleman mm. off um, or Pats to show up that midfield. And last season he was he's a good player, but with very limited experience and he's he's prone to giving the ball away in silly positions, so I think that won't help him at all. But um I will say they kept a hold of Darrell O'Connor and they kept a hold of Grod Morrissey, which will provide some bit of quality. Mm. So I yeah. think they could be the shining light. I think they they could even help them out in some rough patches and they could get them through some some dirty dogged games. Yeah. Now there has been seasons where I thought bowls might fall apart, um and this might be mirroring Cork maybe they'll hit the ground running yeah, and yeah. might surprise us but again it's a, it's a little bit unknown because there does be so many changes in these teams uh, jump on to Bose so, because Bose I mean Keith Long has done an unbelievable job since he's been yeah. there uh, he's always been inventive in, in actual fact the whole club has been uh, yeah. brilliant they, as a marketing they, tool yeah marketing tool crack. they've opened themselves up and tried out new things so it's no, it's no I suppose surprise that again there's new players uh, back into bowls again. Uh, what's the standout players that they've they've taken in this year? I think they made a couple of smart signings this year, especially at the back, because mm. they needed to replace uh, Daryl Pender, who retired, a very good servant of the club, and uh, Daryl Lee, who went off to Dundalk. Mm. But they've got to they replace them with uh, with Dan Casey and with Kieran Kelly, two very good young uh, defenders in the league. Mm. And I, I think they'll link up well because you have two very young fullbacks too in Paddy Kirk and Andy Lyons. So I think that makes for an overall, and obviously now we include James Talbot in goal too, I think that makes for a very solid and a very young and a very hungry uh, back forward for both. Mm. They have uh, Shamrock Rovers at the w- weekend. Uh, and of course Shamrock Rovers are, well, let's just put it this way, it's probably, more than likely a two two horse race here this mm. year. Yeah, Shamrock man. Rovers and Dundalk. Uh, talk about the two of them because the, what are they going to offer and where are they going to win and lose it? Like you said, it is a two horse race and like, there's no no really kidding yourself with that. Um, I think it all comes down to the games between the two of them. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a bit tighter this season, to be honest. Like towards the end, Dundalk did start to they run away with it a little bit towards the end of last mm. season. I think it'd be a bit tighter. I think in Rovers, um, keeping hold of Jack Bourne is huge. It's like a new signing. It really is. He was outstanding last season. He's the PFI Player of the Year. Like really, he's an excellent player to watch, especially with all the interest in the whole city. Yeah, yeah. But again, with Dundalk have uh, have Hope and they have Duffy. Like lads that again, they were very lucky to hold on to. Yeah, but I, I do. I think it'll just come down to the four games between them this season. Just on on Shamrock Rovers, how how did they fit in Bork and Bourne? Because they are in similar positions. Do they change their shape? I know that sometimes at the end of last season they did play with a five or or a back three and and two wing backs. Is is that what they have to do, or what do you think? I think it's it's not even like. The bone and both situation is tough, but I think that goes all over the pitch. To be honest, the, mm. the strength and depth in the squad is is very impressive. You could even argue the, uh, overall the squad is better than the Dock squad this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that really does fall into place in a lot of places. Like Aaron Green, do you play Aaron Green up top, or do you switch him out to the left hand side and probably push Bork up top? Yeah. There's a lot of different ways you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, lads like Gary O'Neill, he'd be really looking to get into the team this year too. Ron of Fane is there as well. Like it really is. The strength and depth is, is very good for Shamrock Rovers this season. Dundalk got a player in uh, from Atletico Madrid, a former yeah, really? Atletico Madrid player. What do we know of him? I don't know much, to be honest with you. Uh, this is Stefan Kolovic or something, isn't it? Yeah. You got yeah. Him in. yeah, I can't I, I can't say I'm a big follower of, of Stefan, to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's an again, it, it, I think this shows that the European money coming in, you know, like they're not afraid to go out and get it and take a risk on these lads. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's, it's more than likely, as I, said, I had said earlier in the show, uh, probably European move. one eye at Europe, maybe to see, you know, a little bit yeah. of experience there and, and, and try and push them on because, I mean, the owners are there, they want to push on. This is their gateway into the Champions League and, and uh, mm-hmm. they know it's not going to happen straight away, but over time, they want to build on something. Maybe this is the, the first step. I think this is a big challenge this year. I think, like, they'll obviously they'll want to win the league, of course. I'm not saying that. 
But I think the big challenge this season will be to really push on in Europe. Yeah. And even get to the group stages like Shelbourne and Rovers did in recent history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll be so massive because uh, come June time oh, yeah. they'll definitely be watching it. Of course, and like even I thought it as a League of Ireland fan in general, I'd love to see it happen. Of course you would, yeah. If you, if you get someone into the group stages, that helps everybody. Yeah, it drags everyone along with you. Exactly, it really does. So it'd be great to see them do it. And I think, maybe not this season, but they could, they could certainly have a good go. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't completely rule it out. I would say honest. it would depend on how far they go on the Champions League run side of things. Because if they get to the third round of the Champions League run, I think they can potentially just go into the final playoff spot into Europa or maybe just go straight into the group I think if they can get past the second round of the Champions League I think it could really That's, open yeah. up the door yeah yeah, yeah. because the, it, obviously you'd be happy with a Europa League spot because let's face it that's realistically what the target is yeah. so yeah yeah definitely yeah okay we're going to take a break and we will come back after that and we're going to talk to you about some of the League of Ireland news and just before we go because oh, oh. my phone was kind of hopping so I said right there must be a bit of interest do you know Fallon Sherrick the female uh, the player who went kind of you can listen as well here Nathan while we're at it uh, yeah. who went a few rounds in the she is currently 5-3 up in her league game so she's one leg away well two leg away from getting the win your man, your man was crapping himself today you now when, when he knew he was playing her says that's the got, pressure you've got to me. be near because it's all on you so anyway watch this space we'll maybe give you a little nod before we go we, we finish up at 10 but anyway more from Nathan what kind of stuff are we going to hit after break oh we've got plenty of stuff we've got John Caulfield we've got jerseys and we've got the All Ireland League coming up in the next minute or two tune to Lippy Sound 96.4 FM and welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM Nathan, you're still with us. I'm still with us. I haven't got the sack just yet. <laughs> Listen, we uh, asked Dara Markey, a uh, little bit of a competition between yourself and Dara Markey. We got Dara Markey. Uh, he knows about you now. Uh, he took this very seriously to predict all five results in the League Ooh. of Ireland. Okay, that so... Put me on the spot, but let's do it. Yeah, so you get a point for uh, who, if you predict the right winner or the right score. Okay. Okie dokie, let's do it. Okay. St. Pats versus Waterford. 2-0 uh, Pats. 2-0 oh, We went the same. Went the same. Yeah, well, it's a bit of bias there as well. Think, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say 8. I was going to say 8. <laughs> <laughs> you want to win. Yeah. Uh, Dundalk are at home to Derry. This is a tricky start. Mm. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I think with Dundalk at home, I'll go 2-1. Oh, for Jesus, he went 2-1 as well. Did he as well? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's not sitting beside me telling <laughs> <him>. <laughs> It's a St. Pat's loving. Yeah. Uh, I'll be having a minute there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get on there a little. Yeah. Corks, Cork City, uh, you think might struggle this year. Shelbourne, yeah. new boys. This could be a tight game because it's the first it's game of the season. Game. It will be a tight game, so I'm going to go with one of Okay. All right, that's a different one. That's grand. Um, two one Cork. Oh, okay, mm. fair enough. Uh, Finn Harps Sligo don't have to make a big trip. It's uh, up to Donegal. So Finn Harps versus Sligo. Um, I go one all. I play a safe again and go one all. Okay. Same as himself. And then of course the big one on Saturday two o'clock Bohemians versus Shamrock Rovers. This could be anything, couldn't it? Could be this, anything. This could be like five all or something. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Bowers have been very good against Rovers in in recent in, in the recent record. So I'll stick with Bowers and I'll go three two. You've, again, I'll say it. You've made Dave a very happy yeah. man. Dave's a Bowers yeah. man, so three uh, two. He went safe. He went one 0 Bowers, but he fancies Bowers to get the, to nick the win as well. Yeah. No. I, 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 that, like I said, that could be anything. That's always a mad game, isn't yeah. it? Especially yeah, Saturday yeah. at two o'clock. Like that could be. And I don't know what to eat here, so that could, God knows what could happen there. And it's a sellout. Now, I'm not slagging balls, but it's not that hard when you've only got two and a half thousand or whatever it is as a capacity. But uh, it's just a shame, yeah. you know, they, they, you, they could have had a serious crowd when they, you think about well, it. Well, they could have tripled that. Yeah, easily. Easily. Yeah. Like, uh, we, we, a mate of mine got off our tickets the other day and we just couldn't take them. I, I, I genuinely, in my heart, could not take them. I couldn't sit there and watch the match as a neutral. Yeah. No, no, no one does a Bowes fan. Like, flying out with tickets. <laughs> but there's, that's it. There's the League of Ireland heart for you. Listen, we'll go oh, on to uh, the. Obviously, the league is set out in a way now, um, but there is talk of an All Ireland League. What's your thoughts on basically the whole sort of setup around this? Do you know what? I'm sort of being sitting on the fence about it, to be honest with you. I, I think those have a lot of pros and cons. 
Um, but I think the cons do sort of over override a little bit. Hmm. I think that the um, the attendance in the short term anyway would suffer in the games. I think if you have a team like Cork City traveling like that's a long journey to travel up north, on a, especially on a Friday night after work or whatever. I think you wouldn't get a lot of people going to them games. Now, they did say that it, it, they would have games on Friday night with because most people would want them on Friday night. But yeah. if there was long distances, they did say they would have games on a Saturday. So that would nullify that one. Yeah. But I still think the journey, depending on... on like, yeah. The matter of the day, I think the journey for a lot of people it would take into consideration. Now, a lot of people that probably don't go to every game, that go to every other way game here and there, mm. I think they just, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Okay. And even if you look at things down to coaches, coaches running uh, trips up, like a lot of coach companies, you never know. They probably wouldn't fancy the long journey up and down. Mm. What, what, if, if it was yourself that had the decision to make, when would you play the games? On a Saturday. I think I'd play on a Saturday. Okay. Normally, they, they it's... The reason why they've been changed is because they coincide with Premiership games mm, or mm. people going yeah. across the water to watch games, or, and so that was always the way. Do you think the League of Ireland's strong enough now to take that? Um, or the New Island All Ireland League? I I think it's worth a go to be honest. Like the way that the that the League of Ireland is at the moment with the state of the FAI and the, we we could be here for now talking about them lot. Mm. But I, I just I think it's yeah I, I see no real harm in in seeing and having a go with it. I know the IFA have everybody refused it. Mm, yeah. So that will that's obviously a big a, a big border to get over, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they're still like it was only the other day they were with Glen Torren and they were going through the whole sort of procedure of. Um, talking about it and I think they're going through a lot of the clubs trying to break it down and trying to you know give them every bit of information that's possible so I wouldn't say that that's a dead duck just yet but I do understand there'd be a lot of people yeah. worried about their own jobs even within these the two organisations do you, do you lads think there's um, a big golfing class in the two leagues performance wise Um, I think there's a big golfing class even in the, their own leagues alone yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the top and the bottom of uh, the League of Ireland down south and you look at the top and bottom of the, of, yeah. of the Irish League, there's a big gulf and, and maybe the, the All-Ireland League would close that gulf in a, in a top division, if you want to call mm. it. Although they do yeah. want to, was it was it a 14 league? Am I wrong there? Yeah, I think they want one, like a top league of 14 and then two kind of regional, like a, a northern and then a southern division then underneath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that the kind of, the, the like, yeah, there's this... A second division, but it's split in two, kind of that they're more closer together, and there's not that kind of top to bottom traveling. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I, I do see a, there is there is a gulf. I mean, League of Ireland teams seem to have got the the upper hand on any of the Santa Cups and stuff like yeah. that. So and even, even the game that was on against uh, Dundalk and Linfield, that's right. Yeah, the two legged toy Dundalk won it fairly comfortably in the end. Yeah, I don't think and there's much professional football up there at all. I don't even think the likes of Linfield there to be honest. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, well. Not not as much as down here, and, yeah. and we don't have much. But I think isn't that the whole purpose of it? It's to start bringing the professionalism. Like it won't, it, they're obviously talking about bigger um, prize funds, yeah, bringing in more marketing, big TV, as yeah, well. more, more yeah. TV companies working out deals. This is something that hasn't been done with our league at all. No, and and I think this is when you see it the most when the league is kicking off. Yeah. Like, you should you should be walking around towns all over Ireland and seeing posters, seeing advertisements, yeah. seeing opening the newspaper and seeing them, and we just haven't. No, and this, and this has been a problem for a long time. Yeah. We we all know it, you know. Yeah, sure. We were on the way in today, and for the first fifteen minutes of listening to, let's just yeah, let's call it Space Bay News Talk. It was um, uh, I don't know who he, who it was one of the Walchers, but they were talking for about ten to twelve minutes of the fifteen minutes of the Fitzgibbon Cup, which is the college hurling. Hmm. I have no idea if they're going to do anything on the League of Ireland tonight, but that's all I heard. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it should be an hour long. They should have bodies in. They, they're bigger and better than us. They, there should be a proper drive on it, in Special, my opinion. Yeah. 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 Um, so, what, what, what are the pros? What, what do you think? It, like, what we've just indicated, you know, the prize money, prize money helps out teams, then, you know, the marketing, and it sort of sparks off an interest. I mean, the Premier League, when 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 it sparked into a Premier League, 
more money came in and made it yeah. more appealing. And if you do a bit of razzle-dazzle, people do turn and look. Yeah, no, I think it touched on pretty much everything there. Like, and uh, was even was it last week there was um, a Northern Ireland game on Sky on Sky Sports. That's right. Yeah, so you know that could also and like obviously we won't have a game every week, but that could also be an avenue to explore if yeah. it ever came to that. Yeah, I think that's... the eyes to get on the league if that ever did happen. I think it might be wishful thinking, but if that ever did happen, that would be some. And I think it's as well that the, the I know there's everyone will talk about Linfield, but Linfield could easily have the Dundalk rivalry. Rovers could be it could be like that like. They they yeah. could start marketing like a mini old firm almost like obviously not to the extreme where it gets a bit silly, but they could really have a proper north south kind of rivalry kind of. Yeah. I think that's what they're probably thinking or banking on. Like there's them couple of marquee fixtures that come up every couple of weeks that they could really drive it on. Like, and then once the security is tight at these games, mm. like I've seen a lot of people saying there could be trouble. That that'd be the fear, wouldn't it? Once the security is tight, I think it should be okay. But yeah. of course that is. That's probably the biggest fear going into things. Yeah. But I think there's there's guaranteed to be some trouble at the start. You just have to yeah. wait for it to yeah. iron itself out, you know, and, yeah. and, and people get used to it, you know. So, yeah. okay, so we'll move on to that. You're not too sure. Are you So are you a yes or a no? Um, going to my head, I'd say I'm a yes. Dave, what are you? Um, yes. Okay, so that's three yeses. So we're all up for that. So that's, that's good. Bohemians, New Jersey. So... What do we know about Bohemians New Jersey and their new sponsors, Nathan? I know that it's, um, they came out and said it's not a political statement. A lot yeah. of people were complaining because you obviously can't do that. They came out and said it, um, it's a more of a humanitarian um, stance, a humanitarian stance on like, the plight of refugees in the world at the moment. Because it's in partnership with Amnesty International, am I right in saying that? It is, it is indeed. But mm. um, a bit of... Both have been working with, I think it's the movement of asylum seekers the past That's couple right, years yeah. now. And they've even they've bought asylum seekers to daily amount of guests and everything. Mm. So they've been, they have been working very closely uh, with this sort of issue for a while now. It's a great marketing tool, I suppose, as well. When you look at last year, the big uh, song and dance about when they had uh, Bob Marley. Now, I know it got changed, but that went out beyond Ireland and got interest. And I I presume, and I haven't overly looked at it too much, but there's definitely, Twitter has definitely come alive since it came out on Wednesday. I presume it's gone further afield as well. It's gone. This is what I'm saying. Bo's marketing has been very clever. Just for those, it's it's refugees welcome. Welcome. And that's what's on front. And it's like a family kind of arms linked together as if they're trying to... Obviously, go across a, a, border a border or whatever, or whatever yeah. like that. Yeah, but no, suppose have been very clever in what mm. way they've marked their club. It's just a club that has their finger on the pulse at the moment. Yeah, and I, we do. I think it's similar to what Barcelona done a couple of years ago. Well, not obviously. That's right, UNICEF. We, yeah. we, we UNICEF. Yeah, I think Villa had one as well. They had a charity uh, on the Acorn or something. They were called. Yeah, I seen in your review of Dundalk, you had plenty of praise for them but you kind of got stuck in that their jersey is brutal at least that's something that they can go off yeah because like I was reading back and I was like oh my god oh, I'm at the gushing about Dundalk <laughs> <laughs> I was like people be reading this being like that's a Dundalk fan that's a Dundalk fan I've ever seen <laughs> so but, there's uh, obviously there's, there's there's new jerseys out there do you want to do a little review of some of the jerseys what, yeah, we could even yeah. do a, t- a top 10 count, oh, yeah, count down sure. from 10 for me I'm gonna go my worst jersey. Um, I, I, Waterford. I just don't get Waterford. It's just blue. Yeah, it, it's a train atop. It, it yeah. is, isn't it? it there's yeah. nothing to it. It there, uh, there, obviously there's no sponsor, but and sometimes that works. But it's just blue. There, there is nothing <laughs> exciting about it. Yeah. So I think they need to uh, need to go to Bowes and ask uh, how they do a bit, a bit of marketing. Yeah, so yeah. that'd be my one. What's your worst one, Nathan? Yeah, uh, Waterford as well. It's 65 euro for a blue t-shirt. Wow. <laughs> Enough said. That is steep, isn't it, Dave? My worst? Yeah. It's a toss-up between that and Finn Harps. Toss-up between that and Finn Harps. Yeah, I have looked at Finn Harps. Uh, yeah. Describe it, Dave. I don't think we like blue, do we? <laughs> I think that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's predominantly blue with kind of a white strip down the middle. Uh, do you know what? It's okay, but it just... Yeah, I think it just jumps out a little bit more as well. Obviously, we have to go with Dundalk as well. We have to say that's down there, seeing as uh, Nathan really doesn't like it. Yeah, it's, it's in me bottom tree. <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've looked at it, and I've tried to, I've analysed that and looked at it and thought, okay, right, 
I think what I don't like about it, I don't think the jersey suits red. There's red in it, and I just don't think it suits it. They used to have the old style jerseys where it was just white, mm. and they used to have little designs around. It. I think they should take the white out. The biggest problem for me though is the sponsor Fife's. So they've got <laughs> white, they've got black, and they've got red, and then they've got a big blue sticker that you normally peel off or falls off the banana. I, I just don't get why they have it there. Uh, apart from the money, it just looks. Poor. They need to do something else with that. And it's yeah. like nothing, nothing matches with anything. Like nothing. No yeah. like goes at, and it's like he went into Ombo and said, "Do you have a jersey that matches with nothing?" nothing <laughs> oh, <there's> loads <laughs> of them. Yeah. Oh, um, I have to say, Ombo have had a shocker this season, haven't they? Maybe Lovely. apart Lovely from Umbo shells, game. I think. Yeah, no shells, I suppose. And especially the away jersey, because that you can double that up as a dubs jersey as well. The away one, it's like a sky <laughs> yeah, blue. Would, actually, I think the sh- I know the the Addy had to get the sponsor, but that shells jersey without a sponsor was beautiful. It it would be my it was my number one today without it fail was. until I seen the sponsor and now I've relegated yeah. to number two. By the very same as you, I, have, <laughs> I won't I won't spoil it, but yeah, yeah. Um, so when I look at it, I look at Cork City. I think bland enough. I'm not mad about it. I think I look at Derry City and Shells. I think they're just classic jerseys for their team. Uh, Sligo Rovers, just red and white stripes. They're all right. It's all right, but I, I'm like not. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too. Like Umbro, just plain Jane. Nah. Uh, I, t- I do think the Shamrock Rovers could be better. There's yeah. something again. It looks a little bit training toppy. Yeah. Uh, I, the, I, the JD is fine on it, but I just think it's a little bit training toppy. I don't know what it is, <laughs> and I like I normally like Sean McRovers' gear, uh, and I'm gonna go. I'm I, I, you can jump in at any stage here, but Pat's I actually like Pat's new jersey. I think there's a nice little design on the on, on the front of it. The, the colours go down well, but you do have to say that Bose probably and the red and black always goes great. Mm. All right, yeah. but and even the sponsor, yeah. I'm loving the crest this year as well, the originals. Yeah, yeah. so uh, would we all in agreement that, that Bowes probably tops the, 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 the mark decide, here? You know? Yeah, Bowes and Shell's the top two, easily for me. Okay. Right. I'd, I'd fin Harps Toads. I don't know why. Have really? You? Yeah, I like Harps. I don't know why, because jerseys are usually like. It's a bit of a garbage off them, but this year it's not. It looks yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that's, made, that's made for this sport. Okay. Yeah, okay. Giving the leg up there, okay. Yeah, well, I suppose someone likes blue. That's probably just uh, myself and Dave. First division. Listen, the first division. Oh, what do you say about the first division? Mm. It, it it has been here, there, and everywhere, and now we're back at a case. Uh, back do, to we, ten. do we have a starting date next week? Next week, yeah. Fixtures out. Yeah. And the fixtures are out. <sighs> Nathan, talk. <laughs> God, it's a uh, it's it's been a fiasco, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It really has. Like, and then. So the, obviously they were postponing it to see would Limerick um, would they apply for a license? And after all this, they didn't apply for a license at all. Yeah, no. like that was. I wonder what that was. Uh, the owner, the man of Sullivan, what was what was that all about? I don't know. I, I, mean, I was convinced he would have put a license in and, and seen. Especially now they have a lot of the uh, a Limerick United and now in the underage setup. Yeah, now. yeah. I thought he would have went in and even. You never know. Put the license in and hope the best. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, same. I, now, I've had conversations with different people about uh, O'Sullivan and believe his, his heart and he put loads of money into the club and his heart has always been in the right place, but maybe, maybe has not spent it right at the right times and, and yeah. what have you. And now they're just in that bit of trouble. And listen, if it doesn't kill you, it'll make you stronger. And, you know, you learn your lessons. So life's all about learning. So, you know, I, I would love to see Limerick back in. I think it's a city that definitely should have a League of Ireland team. Yeah. I think all cities should have League mm-hmm. of Ireland teams. Uh, that, it probably goes into a different conversation that I'd talk about. But you have Cork City, you have uh, Limerick City. There's so many different... Kenny, back in the day. But there's, there's, That's what I'm saying. There's loads of them now that don't have someone to follow. I mean, what do... What, over Mayo, who do they follow? You know, that you, you need something. Tipperary is such a big county; they have nobody. Yeah, nothing. So, and and you you get a lot of good schoolboy teams from these places. So there is yeah. football there, but um, yeah, League of Ireland. So, what do we make of Shamrock Rovers too? Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not. A f- I, I just think it's a placeholding team. Like they can't get promoted. They can't play in the cup. But, but they're the only option, though, aren't they? 
Like nobody yeah. else really came forward. No. But it does cost a lot of money to mm. run League it of Ireland. It does, and club. I think a lot of people forget that because a lot of people were saying, oh, what about like Clamell or what about somebody up in Mayo? But they, they can't just jump into these things. No. Like, they have the fact that uh, it's been proven in the past, like teams like Kenny and Monaghan United. But even the start up clubs that tried to come in, yeah. you know, Kildare Towns and Sporting Fingals, yeah. four and five years they were gone. Yeah, yeah. I th- I th- I'm not sure what the thing is now, but a, a, a few years ago it would cost you at least a quarter of a million just to More, start yeah. it up. You know, yeah. different. Because you, you have to think about it, you've got security every week, you have to have a, a stand that has at least 750 seats. Mm-hmm. You have to have floodlights. You have to have... The guards are going to have to be around yeah. as well. There's so many different things that are, are yeah. around a match day. And then when you get the prize money at the end of the year, if you're in the first division, well, you might get a thousand or something. You know, you get nothing for it. So you're you're basically losing money. So you need to have an unbelievable marketing team. You need to have uh, probably backing behind you as well. Yeah, it's a lot, and that like that's only like a lot of that was only on match days. So mm. you're forgetting about the day in, the day out. Yeah, and it's just not sustainable for a lot of these clubs. Like no matter how good the uh, youth system and is like at a grassroots football is, like even for licensing alone is is very expensive. Yeah, like, just the team. I believe at uh, Cork City today actually. Um, that's right. Yeah. Go back to Cork, but yeah, the whole thing about the cello clubs. Yeah. That was yeah, just to get the license, to get that injection yeah. of money in. That's on yeah. the breadline. Yeah, it's a, it's a club like Cork City, like not that long ago, they were champions. Yeah. And yeah. so that's not at all, really. 100%. So how, how, we, how we expect a team, like, I don't want to go back be picking on about a team like Clamell or like some of the Mayo, like Ballina, how we expect these sort of teams to to really mm-hmm. be, be financially safe is, is crazy. Um, before we wrap up, Obviously, you're a regular goer. What would you say to the potential guys who are sitting there in between what to do? What is it like to go to domestic local football? Sell it to them. You know what, lads? Um, just go to one game. Yeah. Just always go to one game and I promise you, just, what I love about it is you go down, it's not even the football, it's the socialising. I go down, I meet my mates, you can have a bad, you can have the worst week and walk. Go down, you meet your mates, you have a bit of crack, you just... And then over time, you get to know people. You get to know, like, oh, hey, how are you? You walk past people all the time. All of a sudden, these people are your friends. Mm. And all of a sudden, that social group gets bigger and bigger. And it really is it's more than the football. And then you do get a great noise entertainment. Mm-hmm. And you get, you know, I get people saying, oh, like, but the standard isn't great. But how many times would we sit at home or sit in the pub and watch? Yeah. You know you play Liverpool. Or Liverpool play Man City. And it's yeah. a poor game. Mm-hmm. That's football. Football is going to get poor games. And I'm not saying, I'm not even going to try and compare the leagues because mm-hmm. that's just crazy. But that's football, you get your poor games, your bad games. But I, really, I won't go down. If you're, if you're thinking, I might go down tomorrow and have a look. Do. Mm-hmm. What's it, 10, 15 euro probably for most, most games? Yeah. Down, have a look. And what's the worst that can happen? You could either fall in love with a guy did it back in 2003 or you'd raise a tenner and 90 minutes. That's a great link for Valentine's Day tomorrow. Fall in love <laughs> with your local club. That's it, for 15 yeah. euro, fall in love tomorrow. That'd become your first love. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cheaper, it's cheaper than the mail in the hotel. So. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Listen, we're going to wrap it up there, uh, Nathan. It's been a pleasure having you on. And oh, it's been, obviously it's, it's w- first of very, very many. And again, uh, you can read articles such as Nathan's uh, who will have a ton of them coming up uh, on thebigkickoff.com and we will hear from Nathan and others on the show Over as well weeks. Yeah. Nathan have a good evening Paul hopefully Pat's do it for you tomorrow and we will be posting up the results of Dara Markey versus Nathan Doyle over the weekend <laughs> the, the big one the big one <laughs> take it easy Nathan cheers lads bye. all the best Talk take care bye bye now there you go and that's it and wraps up another great show because I'm delighted we got a League of Ireland hour in because the League of Ireland it's not that hard is it it, the minimum we should be giving it just very very briefly she got the draw Fallon Sherrick Ah, very very good good. good. little bit but uh, I just have to reiterate that because I kind of fell in love again two three years ago it was the Sean McGuire's just about to go across 
and the father-in-law wanted to go see Bowes and Cork for no other reason than the nephew was playing at halftime. So I said, I'll go and meet you. I want to see what Sean McGuire is all about because he's probably going to go. Yeah. And within 10 minutes, like, Jesus, why have I done this more often? Like, the noise of the shots or the use in the ass, it's smaller scale, but it doesn't matter. Nah, it's still life sport. And, uh, yeah, he was at nothing that night. <laughs> <laughs> but Carl Shepard was superb, and he was uh, almost lampard That's the way he was ghosting in, and they won 2-0. They were flying high. And uh, that was it. I started going back again. Now, it's a hour to get a ticket for bowls. I'll try my best, but I'll probably end up watching them in the likes of Richmond and Talla and Talca this year mm. than actually Daily Mount, yeah. which is a good complaint for them, but crap for people who are trying to get back into it because uh, it's, a, it's a great buzz. And Jesus, I'd love Noel Quinn and the government, whoever they may be, can really get Daily Mount going again and get that built as quick as we can. I know it's going to be years away, but it'll be just great. Strike while the iron's hot. But yeah. anyway, have a good one. Enjoy the games. Enjoy Saturdays, the big derby. Come on, the ball.